piece does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Happy Sunday, everyone. Again, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Jackie Cohen, Tiffany Brown, and our new intern Yay. that I would like to introduce, Asanet Scott Brown from the Bronx. So if you're watching via live stream, that's the fourth young lady in the studio with <laughs> us. Um, speaking of women... We have an all-women show Yay. today. Yes. Stanley's not here. Alyssa's Yay. not here. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, of course, you know, the show must go on. So, um, as I mentioned before, we, we went on a break. We're talking about, oh, God, I know, Donald Trump. But I know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's racist, he's xenophobic, extremely Islamophobic, and sexist. And we've spoke about the Islamophobia and the xenophobia and the racism a lot on this show. Today, we're going to focus on the, the sexism, the sexism part, right? Seriously, like how, like he's like a basket of just like problems <laughs> that we can pick from oh and just goodness. go in on. And yet, he's almost like neck and neck with Hillary yeah. Clinton in the polls, which is scary. Terrifying. That is extremely scary. So, um, as we can recall, Donald Trump, he called a Rosie O'Donnell fat. He referred to Megyn Kelly as being, oh, when she was on her menstrual cycle, um, um, while moderating a primary debate, he even called a lawyer disgusting because she had to leave a deposition to pump breast milk for her baby. And on top of that, back in 2004, Donald Trump called pregnant workers in, and I quote, inconvenience for business. So many of you should and probably are surprised that Donald Trump's, um, that despite his sexist and macho remarks and behavior, he's actually the first Republican nominee to advocate for childcare and maternity leave in a presidential campaign. But here's the part you shouldn't be surprised at. His maternity leave plan is extremely sexist. It's just as sexist Surprise. as he is. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the first to do it. But, uh, of course, it's horrible. In the plan, he is proposing tax credits for stay-at-home mothers and other child care credits. However, men are not included in his leave plan. Now, this is extremely problematic. Um, I mean, if we want to come up with a solution to help struggling families in the U.S., we can't leave men or half the population out of the equation. Um, that's just not how you do it. And it also assumes that only women are primary caretakers of children, excluding dads, mm -hmm. single fathers, and gay men who are raising children. Or just non-biological parents in general. And right. so it just assumes that the only person that should be taking care of a child is that child's biological mother. Right. It, it, exactly. So, and, and, you know, back to single fathers. Um, so there was a report that said about 2.6 million uh, there are about 2.6 million single father households in the U.S. in 2011. Now, that number has actually surged nine times since 1960. Wow. So it's a growing phenomenon. And um, so Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka, she helped write this policy. But um, when she was asked about, you know, why doesn't it apply to men or gay couples? She said, I'm only we're only going to focus on recovering mothers. But here's the thing. Child care or maternity leave is more than about recovering. You need mm. to be spending time with your baby, right? You need to be bonding with that child. It's not just, you know, recovering from delivering uh, delivering that, that birth. Um, so, you know, I wanted to pretty much open up the conversation and, and start by, you know, talking about first what is maternity leave, right? And FYI, 76% of Americans, both Republicans and Democrats, both want action for family 
paid leave, yep. right? So when I say maternity leave, I'm referring to, um, it actually refers to two times of, of types off from a job. It can mean, so family leave refers to the time you spend caring for your baby after the baby is here. And the other type is under the Family, the family and Medical Leave Act of right. 1993, mm-hmm. which granted all parents, including dads and adoptive parents, uh, the same unpaid 12 weeks off. And that is with some very strict stipulations, right? So that only applies to you if you work at a certain t- type of company, if you've held that job for over a year, if the company has a certain number of employees at it. So it's very, very restricted and it doesn't apply to most parents in general, especially those who need it the most, right? Parents that um, may be living paycheck to paycheck and really need money and time. Um, and so it's really problematic because A, it's unpaid, right? So it doesn't offer paid maternity, paid leave, parental leave at all. Um, and B, it's only for a select few, right? So it's also important, I think, to bring up that the United States is one of two countries in the entire world that does not offer federally mandated paid maternity leave, right? What's the other, other country? Uh, Papua New Guinea. Oh. Is the only <laughs> other country in the world that doesn't offer. And that doesn't mean that other countries are just doing it right and that they have a really great program in, in place. But the United States should have mandatory federal paid maternity leave, right? And we're one of two countries that in the entire country planet that don't have this so So, i think that's extremely problematic so why is maternity leave so important what makes that problematic well i think that a number of different reasons like you said right like you have a physical certainly if you've gone through labor and you've delivered a child yourself there's a tremendous amount of physical rehabilitation that you have to go through um to you know be able physically to work again right like i i was reading about a woman who had to go back to work because her her employer didn't offer paid maternity leave and she just could not afford to take time off two days after she had a cesarean, right? Can you imagine having some kind of major surgery and then having to go back to work two days later? Mm -mm. Um, It's wild. So for the physical element alone, there should be paid maternity leave so that mothers can recover. But that being said, there's also really... um, like a social bonding aspect to having a new child, whether or not you were, um, you know, the child's biological mother, you need time at home to bond with your child so that they understand that you are their parent. So you can get to know them, get to know their feeding habits, their sleeping habits, and just get, you know, time with your child. I think that that is something that every parent deserves. Um, And I think that's really important. And most parents feel that they don't have adequate time to bond properly with their children because they have to go back to work. Yeah. Um, Tiffany, why would you say maternity leave is so important maternity leave is important because you know women run this world no <laughs> <laughs> all right beyonce <laughs> you know, just has to you know welcome her into the space <laughs> yes <please. laughs> thank you i think it's it's extremely important especially when we live in a climate where we tell women that you know they shouldn't get abortions we try to legislate their wounds in that capacity and then we make it harder for them to be the mothers that we want them to be. I think paid maternity leave is extremely important, especially if you are a young person or a young mother or mother of color. Any of those aspects plays into the role why we need to pay, you know, pay maternity leave for a father or mother or if, or if you don't identify, you know, under those uh, genders. I think we have to take this seriously and really question, like, why would we push back so hard on this or look at women when we see them in the workplace as like oh there she goes like and not being sympathetic or understanding that it's so much more than bringing their life like your body a lot of pregnant women say is no longer your own mm. you need the support you need the assistance and it has to go past six weeks there's no reason that you have to feel like you have to rush back yeah. to work or have that unnecessary stress on you 
that you already are going through because you're going through a life-changing event and to think like I could potentially lose my job or I may not be able to pay bills because I'm not getting the same you know income that I was getting but also just not acknowledging that like on top of like you know wealth inequality things like that it's just like it's not like we're, we're coming out on top of something by you paying women you know more or giving them just paying them you know while they're out on leave Right. And it's actually a drain on the economy to not offer women paid maternity leave or, or families paid parental leave. Right. Um, it's I believe 40 percent of women who don't have access to paid leave go on public assistance anyway. Right. Because they just simply cannot afford to do both things. Right. To work and stay home with their children at the same time. So and I think that Tiffany brought up the point like women run the world and, you know, bringing Beyonce into this. I think women want to run the world and feel as though they can't because they have to make this critical decision. Do I stay home and you know, because childcare is so expensive and that's part of Trump's very problematic plan is creating like a thousand dollar up to like twelve hundred dollars for vouchers towards childcare when you know, most people know it costs like twenty thousand dollars a year at least, right, for proper childcare. Mm-hmm. Um so women are going on paid assistance or on public assistance because they can't pay these costs. Um and so it's even more of a drain on the economy. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting money towards programs that would actually benefit people in a way that like they can go back to work when they're ready where they can properly bond and parent their children you know we're just saying no we'll we'll pay for it another way but you have to struggle and suffer and get back to work no 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 you're you're absolutely right and speaking of trump's problematic plan i want to talk about you know what makes it so problematic outside of the aspect of how he's going to pay for it which is something we'll discuss a little later on but you know so if, if you guys have been keeping up with the maternity leave the proposal um why i guess what's explain in some type of way why it's so problematic i mean earlier we talked about it excludes dads and things of that nature i mean i think that's for me the number one issue right i think Ultimately, it's good to talk about parental leave and Mm -hmm. and maternity leave, but it excludes fathers. It only puts the burden of parenting on biological mothers. And I think that's something extremely problematic that we need to pay attention to. It's not just about the mother staying home with the child. It's about both parents or whatever parent staying home, whether it's a mother or father, a biological parent or not. Um, Two parents or one, right? So I think that that's something that we have to pay attention to. His idea of family is very antiquated and Mm -hmm. he's not really thinking. And his his ideas of gender roles are very antiquated. Um, I read a quote that he um, had put out there. I think he was on the Howard Stern show in 2005 where he said, I won't do anything to take care of them. I'll supply funds and she'll take care of the kids. It's not like I'm going to be walking the kids down Central Park. So that I think encapsulates exactly how he feels about parenting. Like he'll throw money at whatever woman (laughs) is giving birth to his children, but (laughs) it is totally in Donald Trump's mind, the woman's responsibility to raise kids and not the man's. And that is not the world that we're living in in 2016. Thankfully, right? Parents, both men and women, um, Biological and not biological have a very significant role in a child's life. It should not just be up to the mother to raise their children. No, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. And um, studies even show that fathers who spend more time with their newborn continue to play a stronger caretaking role throughout that baby's life. And there was another report that said about two out of three dads say they want to play an equal role in raising their children. So thank God they're not like Donald Trump and don't have that (laughs) mentality. But I, I, I think that another aspect speaking of single dads um another aspect of trump's plan that's really problematic is it fails to address stay at home dads now i know that's frowned upon a lot but 
40% of working women say they are the breadwinners for their households. Mm -hmm. So it is an option that should and is being explored more and more. So I think that when we think about our world and being that we are in 2016 and we have millennials and the, and the generation behind us who see dads, you know, I see dads pushing um baby strollers on the train and in the city no, or it. carrying mm -hmm. their child. And I don't necessarily see a mother. And this is the world that we're, we're living in opposed to mm -hmm. what Donald Trump, who's like 70 something. Well, because he wants to make America great again. Right. right? Like this yeah. is part of that. Making America quote unquote great again is going back to a time where women mm -hmm. had l fewer choices. They had to they were forced to stay at home often and not work unless they really um you know, we're able to. And so this is the kind of America that he wants to go back to is where women stayed at home and take care of the kids. And so that's why he's offering tax credits for stay at home mothers, not mm -hmm. parents, right. but mothers yep. to stay home with their kids. So what we're seeing is this, um, you know, perpetual cycle of keeping women out of the workforce, right? right? Because if you're going to get these tax credits for a woman to stay home, you know, childcare is expensive, right? So if you're going to get tax credits for a mother to stay home at work, and not for the father. The mother's going to stay home and not work and take care of the kid. Well, the father's going to go to work, right? But what if the mother has a higher paying job and the father doesn't and wants to stay home and take care of the kids, which is true, right? This is yeah, like, that's, that's a legitimate this is thing the world that, that we're living in. Yeah. So, yeah. but there's no tax credits for the father if the father's the one staying home. Or what if you are, you know, if you are two men raising a child together and one parent is staying home and taking care of the kid, right? Or what if you're two right. mothers? Does that apply? Like, it, there, it's so problematic in so many ways. The thing that I feel about Trump putting forth this policy is that he was sort of throwing a bone to his daughter who was saying, like, you need to care about this thing. And, you know, people perceive you as this violent, vitriolic sexist because... Because you are. He is, exactly. <laughs> um, so he was like, yeah, 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 I'll just like put together this thing, not even think about it for one second. I mean, it's so riddled with issues. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And Tiffany? Um, in the, there's a HuffPost article that um, Selena sent out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really interesting quote where it said, like, the Trump scheme is really just a hazy fantasy in which white men drink scotch all day yep. at the office while a woman's at home and tends to all the details. And I was like, if you look at the base that I feel like he's speaking to, he's speaking to people who are, like, you know, everyday workers, there's a two-family income, and not really grasping the fact that how much money and earnings that women lose when they don't have this support and on top of that when we already know that women are making less than men and if you want to break that down into gender I mean excuse me into race it really gets you know problematic so for me I just think this is Trump's way of tapping into every issue that he thinks you know, the American people or his base wants to talk about. So, you know, he's going to go to that black church and mm -hmm. say something like, you got nothing else to lose, black people. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then he's going to like, I hey, women, pay maternity leave. You like that crap? Like, yeah. let's come over here. <laughs> like, that's what he does. He just said, like, I'm just going to say things and I'm going to hopefully try to tap into what I think people want. But there's no teeth. There's no real substance. And like I said, it's so basic and generic. What is rooted in It's like, everyone's going to work these days you right. know both the people are going to work and like you said oftentimes the woman is the highest earning person in the you know the dynamics so for you to just be so limited into how you want to view this policy and you're already seeing other gop i mean uh folks i mean excuse me republicans already come out and say you know we want to make sure tax credits are for natural families oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah. a natural <laughs> family it was like, like the family research council yes. like approve this i was like oh god it's this like what is, is so this bad. a natural so we already know what you're saying that's like yeah i'm speaking to my base that you know is 
like you said, xenophobic, homophobic, racist. So it's like the natural Christian white family where mom is home and, you know, she's doing homework and doing laundry and dad, it's like, has 50,000 mistresses, but he's bringing home the bacon. (laughs) Right. It's... It's, it's it's time to let it go. It's, 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 it's definitely time to go. let it go, guys. Um, on that note, we do actually have to take a break. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll continue to speak about Trump's maternity leave plan. Compare that to Hillary Clinton's. And then I want to get into a conversation about what it means to be a woman in the workplace. We here are all millennial age. And I know that even though I don't have children, I've definitely felt affected by something that's called the mommy track. So we'll talk about that more after this break. Don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. I seen your girl post a bill. So I hear her in the deal. And we are back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM. The voice you're listening to is mine, Selena Hill. <laughs> We're also here with Jackie Cohen, our guest commentator and very special friend of the show, Tiffany Brown, who's filling Ooh. in for both Alyssa and Jack and Stanley. Yes. So and, and doing it. Double duty. Lovely. She is Lovely. on double duty. <laughs> and of course, we have our new intern here, Ashnet. Oh, Asinet Scott Brown. Sorry about that. But okay, guys. So where we left off, we were talking about Donald Trump's maternity plan. And again, he's the same guy who back in 2004 said that women are an inconvenience to business. But here's here's the thing about a maternity relief plan when and the thing is his his plan totally excludes men single fathers dads whatever it's, it doesn't in- include men at all and in countries where women get more paid leave than men studies show that employers tend to discriminate against them how well they aren't promoted and hired at the same rates uh pay for women declines the pay gap the pay gap widens and something known there's something called mommy tracking where employers think of women as just like a walking ticking like just baby box like as soon as you walk in they're like and, and, and you know what i've had that i've had on a number of occasions um, employers try to date me. No, date date my uh, not date me like that. I mean, date <laughs> yeah, like, my like age. <laughs> like figure I had, out like, are you in that prime? Yes, right. time right. baby making. But some of them are just straightforward. They'll be like, so how old are you again? And I'm like 24, and they're like, oh, like I've, I've and I'm just like, <laughs> and, and I didn't realize and until now that. They've been like really tracking my age because mm-hmm. I am in my childbirthing years. And that's problematic not only because so what if you were to become pregnant and you know want to have kids, but what if you don't want a family <laughs> and don't want to have kids? Like that's not even something that enters these people's psyche, right? Like what if this is a or woman if can't. or if you can't? <laughs> but it, what like not every young woman wants to have kids and certainly not, you know, at the prime time or maybe in the traditional way. And so I think that that's something that a lot of people are forgetting that not every woman wants to have kids, and that's okay. So so, so that's the question I, I sort of want to pose for you guys at the panel. Um, you guys, FYI, both work at the same place. Can no. I? No. Oh, you guys don't work at the we same place anymore. Either. But we both <laughs> we work. To. Yes, oh. we used to. Okay. Um, but we both work towards progressive causes yep. and very progressive. At, at a non-for-profit. Um, I work at a non-for-profit. Is it? I'm a union. I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah, so. union. So, 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 Tiffany, do you, I mean, that's... The, the type of discrimination that I've experienced. Do you think that, you know, you've ever experienced anything as a young woman who is, you know, 20-something years old in the workplace or maybe you have a friend uh, around that age who's experienced something like that? 
I feel like I haven't bl- like blatantly experienced, but I also think I may impose that on myself mm. sometimes. Because you know, you think about if you're quote unquote a career driven woman, and you have these ideas like, okay, I want to get this job, I want to get to this step or that step. You know, factoring in you know possibly starting a family, it's like that's like a real decision you have to make because it's like, oh, you know, if I want to have a family, then where would this put me in my career path? And I can, like, you know, be honest, I just started working with the union. And I was like, hmm, if I was to want to start a family, because I'll be 28 next month, I was like, Dad, but I just got here, and then I, I would right. potentially already be going on, like, maternity leave, and where would that put me, and how would that, you know, change up, you know, the next steps that I want to do? And I always had this thing, I was like, you know, I want to accomplish as much as I can accomplish, once you know i do have a child and i think a lot of that is just because it's just the self-imposed notion like like you said it's like once you have a kid like your own personal group is kind of like over because now it's like all right you're a full-time mom and a full-time career person and it's trying to juggle all of that in a society that's not supportive of women in any real yeah, yeah. way is tough and i think a lot of women do make these tough decisions because like especially if you are in a high power stressful you know, corporate type of situations. Like, thank God I work for, you know, a pretty progressive union that I'm sure that would not be an issue at all. But a lot of women don't have that luxury. Like, a lot of women, you know, work in these stressful organizations where they're ran by old, you know, white men who are like, oh, yeah. you're you're 26, and they're, like, literally counting <laughs> your eggs yeah. in their yeah. heads. Oh, my God. Like, what's happening yeah, here? Totally. I, I feel, I f- agree with Tiffany. I think that a lot of my own sort of, like, worry about this issue is self-imposed i i happen to work for an organization that's very progressive when it comes to paid family leave um and it it extends to both mothers and fathers right so it's for paid family leave it's not and it's also if you have a sick family member that you need to take care of i mean this is like a very very progressive policy so i feel very safe in the organization that i work at that if i were to become pregnant or decide to have a family that i would be in a good place i have a coworker that just had a, a kid and i can see that you know a lot of steps were taken to make sure that you know she was comfortable in leaving and that um her responsibilities would be taken care of in the interim. And then when she comes back, there's like a clear set of things for her to do. And it doesn't take away from her leadership position at the organization, which I think is something a lot of people worry about. Not just a matter of losing your job, but are people going to take me seriously when I get back? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be promoted as easily? And I think that data shows that no, typically women aren't promoted after they've had a kid, right? And they kind of go on a slow track towards... um, you know, higher roles, higher paying roles within their companies. Um, but I think a lot of the pressure is certainly societal. I think there's a lot of pressure like, oh, I'm 27. Like, right. you know, my yep. that's, uh, my mother was 28 when she had kids. Like, am I supposed to be doing that now? And I, I hear that from my family <laughs> certainly a lot. I mean, I have a big yeah. Jewish family, so they want to know when I'm going to have babies all the time. I get um, that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, me? I think it's, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think a lot of it is is societal pressure. Like, when is the right time? Right. It should be now. You don't want to wait too late. I think there's a lot of pressure just on mothers in general to do the right thing and to always be perfect and to never mess up. Um, and I love, um, you know, Kirsten Gillibrand, who's New York State Senator or U.S. Senator, um, who is one of the few people championing for federal paid family leave um, in the legislature right now um, has come out and said, you know, she's a member of Congress. She's also a mother of two children. And in her uh, biography, she said that we have to stop telling people that you can have it all. We have to get rid of this notion of having it all as being a woman who can work and who can raise a child at Mm -hmm. the same time. Like that 
doesn't exist, right? It's hard no matter what. It's hard if you're going to work and never have children. It's hard if you're doing both. It's hard if you're going to stay home with your kids all day, right? Like no matter what, we we put ourselves through a lot of challenges as women and we need to be um, compassionate towards one another and not judgmental of each woman's life choices. And I think it, we should be clear, like there is nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom, right? As long as it's your choice to do so. And if it's something that you don't feel that you're being necessarily pressured into by society, by your family, by your by your partner. Um, but, you know, this idea of having it all as being having the perfect work life balance is sort of a myth and we need to stop perpetuating that. Yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree with that, guys. If you're just tuning in, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard. We're speaking about Donald Trump's maternity leave plan, which is pretty egregious. It excludes um, anybody who is not a biological mother. And on top of that, he really doesn't have a concrete way to pay for it. I mean, no surprise, he's the guy who's been advocating for us to build a wall on the U.S. southern border and keep saying, telling Mexico they're going to pay for it. They'll and pay the, for this leave. Too. Like, you're going <laughs> to... Right, right. It's so... Mexico's going to pay for everything. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's extremely bizarre. So... Trump says that he's going to pay for this this new paid maternity leave plan um, by seeking out, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the end of fraud in uh, in our system. So he's saying that, uh, according to the Trump campaign, about five point six billion dollars a year is lost in improper payments. So he's saying if we can get that five point six million do- uh, billion dollars back, then that'll be the money that we'll use to pay for the plan. Okay. However. Basic math tells us there is no there is not close to enough fraud in the system to pay for Trump's plan. The government's audit estimates there's only about three point two billion dollars in uh, overpayments back in 2015 and uh, which of uh, which of about nine hundred million was paid back. So basically, they there people are saying that they don't know where his numbers are coming from. And it would be really, really hard to basically try to track that money down anyway and put it towards uh, the plan. He's good at numbers. <laughs> he's good at words. He's good at numbers. He's good at everything. <laughs> Selena. I, I, he'll fix it. Just trust him. Just right. Mexico just, will he's, pay. He's, he'll be, fix it. It's all good. Right. He'll fix he's it. He's a winner. <laughs> right. So uh, on the other hand, Hillary, uh, Hillary, I said Hillary Trenton, Hillary <laughs> Clinton, she's also um, uh, released a maternity leave plan. So her plan will provide 12 weeks of paid leave with er- workers earning two-thirds of their salary while they're gone. So you're not going to be earning a full salary for those 12 weeks, but you'll be earning about 75% of it. Now, the Committee for a for a Responsible uh, Federal Budget, they estimate that this program would cost about $300 billion over 10 years. So that's about $30 billion every single year. So Clinton, guess how she wants to pay for it? No guesses? No. Okay, so Mexico. She, no, not Mexico. Um, she said that she's going to just put a tax on the wealthy. She said what? that's how she's going to pay for this. I'm going to raise taxes on the wealthy. Now, here's what I think about that. Is this politically feasible or is it a political fantasy? What do you guys think? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, right? Like, it's sort of, I think in part you pay for this with the um, public assistance dollars that you save Right. Because we're, we're already sort of paying for this in some way. Like I mentioned before, so many women go on public assistance because they don't have paid maternity leave. So we're, we'll 
be saving those dollars that we can then use towards paid, paid maternity leave anyway, right? So I think that's in part how you pay for it. Um, I don't know if this is a fantasy. I hope not. Like, I, I, I'm glad to see that she's championing, championing for this, but I'm, I'm so jaded. I'm so jaded. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Well, Tiffany, what would you say to that, to Hillary Clinton's plan? I think her plan could work if, you know, one, she wins the White House and then we win both houses. (laughs) Which is important to this. Which, yeah, and I think a lot of her her policies that she's putting out, her plans, is key to her not only getting into the White House, but her, you know, having the Dems having both, you know, houses. So that's going to be pivotal to, you know, even an opportunity to really talk about raising taxes and taxing the rich because I do think this is a plan, but this also can come as a plan with no real teeth if she doesn't have, you know, one of those branches in her, in her favor. And, you know, if she doesn't have any Republicans willing to, you know, come to the light (laughs) and be real champions on this issue and understanding why you need to, you know, not necessarily put your own political ideologies up to the side, but just be practical and what we're talking about and realistic. And I just feel like there's so, just not being like honest when we talk about legislation. Just just be realistic and say, we need to reinvest in this. Right. Yeah. And like you mentioned before, Selena, I think that people in both sides want paid mm-hmm. family leave, right? Um, but I don't think that both sides are necessarily, or maybe one side is more than the other, thinking about sort of the societal implications of what kind of parental leave um, they would be putting in place, right? So you see Trump saying, well, this is great. This is great for women. And like, not only is it not great for women, but there's a lot of unseen consequences that could result in this that would um, perpetuate inequality between men and women, right? So what I fear is that we will see if we have Hillary elected as president, um, a plan put in place. But depending on what our Congress looks like, it might not be something that we're really happy with. It might be a super watered down version of what she wants. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with me, I think that it's a great talking point. I like to hear it. I like to hear her say, I'm going to tax the rich and let you guys take 12 weeks off. I'm not sure if I believe it too much because of, you know, all the different aspects that play. You don't know who's going to be running the House and the Senate. You don't know how, you know, I mean, $300 billion is a lot of money. So, you know, I get it. But I will say this. I'm happy that it's finally getting brought up. And sure. even though, mm-hmm. you know, Donald Trump's plan is horrendous and egregious enough, we're talking about it. And right. he has taken initiative as a Republican to finally push something for women. As horrible as it is, we're having a national conversation about it. And we're even talking about it here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Yeah. Even the New York Post said that this was a problematic plan. Really? I was shocked when really? I saw that. Yeah. They were like, here are all the issues with Donald Trump's maternity leave plan. Mm. So I think that you're right. Like we are having a national conversation about women and about mothers, which I think for many people is very uncomfortable men um, to talk about the needs and the rights of women. Um, but as families as a whole, you know, <clears throat> this is an uncomfortable topic mm. for a lot of people because of the sort of gendered stereotypes that we are wishing to break. Um, so I'm happy that we're having this conversation no i totally agree and you know even though i'm kind of giving kudos to donald trump for like the first time ever in life don't get me wrong like uh, uh, his his policy his plan which focuses on moms only is not only bad on moms which which we've been talking about it's horrible on dads it's also bad on children yeah like so it's it would just make us you know as a society even worse and it would definitely take us back decades and decades so you know i just just wanted to make that clear 
Well, he wants to make America great again. Like, and America was never great. And we talk about this like every week, right? And it's it's totally worth repeating that he wants to bring America back to a time where like Jim Crow laws were the norm and where women stayed at home and, you know, just took care of the children. And he like has this sort of like madman mentality and like, it's gross. No, it is. And it's it's just like seated in this like, he's like the typical, he's like a cartoon character in so many ways where he's just this like rich, disconnected man that's just like sees the world in this one way and has this like perception of reality that is not it based in reality um and right. you know this is this plays into that perfectly like let's make it so much easier for women to just stay at home with children all day and blah 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 and it doesn't even make it that easy his it, plan anyway it's not even that good but we need to live in reality and understand that there are many types of families and that doesn't just include you know biological mothers raising children um and get with the get with the program it also brings up the role gender has in this election which is so like overbearing at times like it's it's back when Hillary Clinton ran in 2008 she sort of downplayed her gender but now she's like you know I'm a woman and now you have um Donald Trump trying to pander to get that woman vote at all I wanted to get you guys get your thoughts on that as well like the role of gender in this election. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, I think the role of gender in this election, I feel like depending on the issue that you're talking about, whether it's Hillary Clinton and her cough or whether it's <laughs> what you're we talking about, these plans, I think the way Hillary Clinton has to behave, she has, it's almost like you have to be work twice as hard to get half as much. And then you are dealing with a man like, Donald Trump, who can say whatever he wants, not be fact-checked, and literally just spew out hate and wrong or misguided information, which I think he's clearly understanding what he does. he's doing when he does yeah. that. I think for a woman, going up against Trump is like there's no clear path. And towards me, when I look at Hillary Clinton, though I may or may not like her, this would never happen. Because like, on paper, she seems like the strongest candidate. She's literally running against someone who never held office and the fact that people are questioning her capabilities like he never held an office not to say that's like a a benchmark but like his only contribution when it comes to this political arena was being a large donor so he can then use that power to discriminate against (laughs) the the very people that he thinks he wants to connect to so i do think gender is playing a huge role in this in terms of how hillary clinton her team has to operate and in a way that, and also how, you know, Donald Trump just can skate by. Right. Definitely. No, and I, I agree. All right. So, <laughs> no, so unfortunately, we do have to bring this conversation to a close. But I, I will say this. Um, despite the fact that it's Donald Trump and it's Ivanka Trump, and we know they're just pandering for women voters, I think that this is reflective of something that Republicans need to do. And it's they need to start really taking women's issues more seriously because women's issues are all of our issues and it affects our society at whole but when you're constantly taking away our rights whether it's our reproductive rights and making it extremely inaccessible and infeasible to contact an abortion clinic you know or something like that or or trying to remove sex education from schools so girls can learn about uh, safe sex and plan b and those options I, i think that's extremely problematic and it is bringing us back so i think you know the republicans in general should take a note and start trying to help 
and like help women in these type of ways and realize that women's women are workers. Yeah, we are mothers, but we're also contributing to our households. We're also the breadwinners. We're also contributing to society. We're raising children. So there's a lot to go on. And it's about time they take what we think is important more seriously. So on that note, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. And when we get back, we're going to go straight into the news roundup and talk about some of our favorite and most hated stories of the week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.